the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a fabulous Saturday and a fabulous week. Uh, this is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi. And uh, with me here uh, in studio for the second week in a row, my dear brother, Sam Shimon. And we're so excited to have him here. Obviously, you know, uh, technology these days, uh, praise the Lord, allows us to have him with us all the time, of course. But nevertheless, uh, being here in person is special. Uh, now, last week... Uh, myself and Sam uh, began uh, to talk about the deity of Christ in terms of his enthronement in heaven. And as always, in a classic Shamonian uh, style, uh, Sam uh, uh, provided to us references from the Scripture. That's what I love about the brother. It's not just talk. No, it's the Scripture that he will use as the foundation for his talk. So we covered things from the Old Testament, from the book of Daniel, and we cover things from the New Testament, from, uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, for instance, and also from the book of Revelation. Nevertheless, I was really intending to do part two today, but we are going to push it for next week and for a simple reason. My dear brother is going through a lot personally, a lot of spiritual attacks, if you wish. Again, some of you might say, well, so what? We all go through it. But you know what? We wanted to take this time to take a look at biblical references, especially what our Lord himself taught about these things, so that everyone knows that this is real, that we need to lift each other up in prayer, that we need to stand next to each other. And also, I wanted you to know what my brother is going through, and I pray that uh, not only you will put him in your prayers, but also, hopefully, the Lord put in your heart to even stand up by his ministry and support him. With that says, Sam, welcome, my brother. It's an honor and a privilege to be on the show again, <clears throat> to be used by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, to glorify his name. So again, I beseech the Father to fill us with the Holy Spirit and to anoint us by a spirit to glorify Jesus and to be a blessing to the body and embolden them to reach Muslims for the glory of Jesus Christ. Father, bless us for your glory in Jesus' name. And uh, just with that said, I do want to uh, ask my brothers and sisters to pray that the Lord will keep my voice healthy and strong for his glory. <clears throat> so that I can use this voice to magnify his name until Jesus takes me home. But again, I just want to say something about this dear brother. I truly <clears throat> love this brother from my heart and truly believe God has anointed him to glorify Christ and reach Muslims. And I, mean, I be believe that so much that I'm here in studio, hopefully being a blessing to him as he's been a blessing to me. So I encourage you to pray for him and his family and ask the Lord to seal him by the Spirit and protect him for the glory of Christ. So thank you, brother, for having me. Thank you, my brother. Uh, same to you, of course. So, brother, um, first, tell people, um, as much as you feel comfortable yes. uh, mm -hmm. about 
what is it yeah. that you're going through right now? You've been through a lot, of course, I mean, like the rest of us, but now there is some intense... Yes. What I wanted there. to do is uh, first give a biblical perspective that one thing that makes Jesus so beautiful, there are many things, he's just infinitely beautiful. The Lord doesn't tickle ears, and he tells you like it is. So the Lord tells us all throughout the Gospels and his followers, not only experience it, but also exhort us and remind us, that to follow Jesus Christ in this fallen, evil, satanic world is to suffer. It may even cost you your life. So what I'm going through is not atypical. Anyone who's called to serve Jesus Christ will suffer in some degree. Maybe you become homeless. Maybe you get sick. You may lose children, spouse, your own life, various things, because Satan hates the Lord and hates his people and hates his soldiers and will come full blast attacking the servants of God, servants filled with the Spirit, use of the Spirit to glorify Christ. So even before I delve into that, let's see what our Lord says about following him and counting the costs. And let me just remind everyone, he is more than worthy. Amen. He is worthy that we suffer for him and die for him. And my prayer is that he gives us the power of the Holy Spirit to live for him because he's worthy. Now, in John 16, 33, notice how just honest our Lord is. And we'd expect him to be honest because he's truth in the flesh. He cannot lie. Notice what he says to his disciples in John 16, 33. Amen. And by the way, I'm reading from the ESV. Last time I was reading from the NIV, so may the ESV committee forgive me for doing something like that. <laughs> uh, in John 16, 33, ESV, this is what it says. The Lord is speaking. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So notice he says it point blank. In fact, earlier in John 16, verses 1 to 4, he even says, A time is coming where those who kill you will think they're doing service to God. John 16, verses 1 to 4, specifically verse 2. Notice, what does that sound like? A time is coming when those who kill you will think they're doing service to God. Sure sounds like what these Muslim terrorists do to our brothers and sisters in Christ. So our Lord says, you will, not maybe, you will have trials. You will have tribulations in this world. But then he says, take heart, don't be afraid. I have conquered, overcome the world. He did it for us. And because he's real, he's alive, he will stand by our side and never leave nor forsake us. Now, in Matthew 16... Again, our Lord reminds us of the cost of following him. And I, I want to go to Scripture so people can see if you're suffering because you're a Christian, expect to suffer because our Lord candidly told us you will suffer like he suffered because for now, this fallen world is under the influence of the kingdom of darkness. But we know the reign of Satan will not last. <clears throat> it will come to an end because Christ has conquered, leaving the tomb empty, proving that we are more than conquerors and the victory belongs to us. Amen. Praise his holy name. Amen. And Matthew 16, 21 to 27, notice what our Lord says. Here's what our Lord's saying. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying... Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting uh, your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Verse 24, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, 
but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? For the Son of Man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay each person according to what he has done. Now notice Jesus practices what he preaches. He began this particular discussion by sharing with his disciples for the first time that he, the Son of Man, must suffer and be killed. So notice, he carried his cross, and he died a brutal death, beaten to a bloody pulp, whipped to the point of death, hanging naked on the cross with spikes in his arms and his legs. So Jesus perfectly practiced what what he preached. And then he says, look, this is the path to glory. If you want to be great in the kingdom, you must follow my example, follow my path. And my path is carry your cross and deny yourself, because in this world you will suffer. But then he gives the assurance. Here's his assurance. If you forfeit your life for my sake, when I come, the Son of Man come, in the glory of my Father, I will reward you for your willingness to carry the cross and die for my sake. And the reward is everlasting, incorruptible life in the presence of Jesus, where we will be flooded and drowned in the infinite love and compassion and mercy of Jesus, where we will never, ever again experience pain, suffering, death, or misery. That is his promise. And he left the tomb empty, and he's alive forevermore so that we can take it to heart. What he says shall come to pass. So now, again, the Lord was candid. You will suffer. You must carry your cross if you want to reign with me. Now, let's see examples of this before I talk about even my my problem. And again, I don't want to make my problem more than it is. There are Christian brothers and sisters right now as we speak. Some who have been in prison in China for over 20 years. Married, when they left their their wife and children, their children were toddlers. Come out, now their children are grown with their own families. Others have seen their parents killed, beheaded before their eyes. Or their children killed before their eyes. Or their women taken captive and raped before their eyes. Because again, the Lord said, in this world, the kingdom of darkness hates me, hates you, and will come against you if you stand for my glory. Now, in Acts 14, here's an example of the apostles themselves experiencing persecution for the glory of Jesus Christ. In Acts 14, 19-22, if you get there, sorry if I didn't give it to you beforehand, but in Acts 14, in fact, let's defer on Acts 14, if you want. Go to 2 Timothy 3 for now. Second we'll, Timothy. Yeah, we'll come back to Acts 14 in a minute. Okay. But in, in 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 13, here Paul exhorts believers in 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 13. Okay, and I have Acts, by the way. So 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 13, this is what the Apostle Paul, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, was saying. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my Amen. steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at... Uh, Iconium, whatever you pronounce it, we're yeah. not going to, yeah. Iconium, yeah. and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Not maybe, you will be. Now, the reason why this passage is important is it's going to tie in with the Acts passage in a minute. But notice what he said. In spite of the suffering persecution, the Lord preserved me by his infinite love and power, which is why in 2 Timothy 4, the next reference, 1618, notice what Paul says about the goodness and the faithfulness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise his holy name. Here's what uh, what the Apostle Paul was saying. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. 
may it not be charged against them. Now, before you move on, understand the implication here. This is re- See, when I read Paul's letters, it moves me in the Spirit. What a great man of God Paul was because of the Holy Spirit filling him. And my prayer for me and all of us, Holy Spirit, fill us the way you filled Paul, Amen. to be just as zealous to suffer for Jesus as Paul was. Make us like Paul when Paul was like Christ. Please, Holy Spirit, for the glory of Jesus. Now, notice what Paul says. He didn't say his enemies deserted him, because obviously his enemies wouldn't be there. It's his enemies who are persecuting him. He was abandoned by fellow believers, people who professed to be Christian. And here you can sense the sadness in Paul's words. But notice his love for the brethren. May it not be counted against them. Lord, do not punish them. Do not discipline them. Do not rebuke them for abandoning me, your servant, in my time of need. Have mercy on them. Notice the love he has for the church for the sake of Jesus. Amen. Right now, then, Kwando, although believers abandon him. And by the way, this is important for us. When the going gets tough, don't be shocked and surprised that even believers abandon you. That doesn't mean they're not believers. It means they're weak. They're fragile, just like you and I. And they, too, need the Holy Spirit to preserve them for the glory of Christ. Amen. Amen. Verse 17. This is 2 Timothy 4.17. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth... The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful testimony to the goodness and faithfulness of our Lord Jesus. And in the context, he's talking about Jesus. You can easily prove that by just reading verse 1 of that same chapter, 2 Timothy 4, and then read 6 to 8, specifically. But here, notice he says, Although believers abandoned me, the Lord Jesus never did. He remained faithful. He remained by my side and strengthened me because my Lord will guarantee and will preserve me and bring me into his everlasting kingdom. That's why he says, may he be forever praised. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why in 2 Timothy 1.10, this is what he says. 2 Timothy 1.12, not 10, sorry. 2 Timothy 1.12, he says, For I know whom I have believed in and whom I have entrusted, that he will keep that which I've given him till that day. See, I am persuaded. I know I'm believed in, and I'm persuaded that he is able to preserve that which I've entrusted him till that day. And what is he entrusted to the Lord? His very life. Now, that said, Acts 14, as an example of what Paul was experiencing as a believer, Acts 14, 19 to 22. See what it says. So Paul was being stoned here at Lystra. It says, but Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, And having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel to that city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and to Iconium and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith, and saying that through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God. Here's another servant of God who practiced what he preached. Now remember what you just read. They stoned him to the point they thought he was dead. The brothers gathered and prayed, and I believe through the prayer God resuscitated him. But notice, during this time you didn't have ambulances. You didn't have... Uh, cell phones, where you could call and get an ambulance to rush you to the hospital. You didn't even have local hospitals. That means he would have been badly, badly wounded, cut open, 
bruised, blood all over. And yet notice, he doesn't wait to recuperate. The very next day, he continues on his journey. And then notice what he said to the believers. And now they're seeing a badly badly wounded Paul, bloodied, cut open, right, from, from the stones. And notice what he says. Before we enter the kingdom, we're going to go through many tribulations. And he came back to the same area. Where same he was area. Stoned. He didn't run. And this is what he was alluding to in 2 Timothy 3, 10 to 13. So here Paul is experiencing the Lord's words to his disciples. You will suffer. You will go through tribulations. You will experience trials. But I have overcome the world, and I will preserve you by my perfect power and love. And because Jesus is God Almighty, there is no power in the entire creation that can ever sever you from the love of Christ, if you belong to Christ. And that's the question. Do we belong to Christ? That's our prayer. So now, why did I give this? Because I want to put my situation perspective, and this is probably, in fact, it is the first time that I've gone public, because in time, I'm going to have to come out, because it's not something that can be hidden. And I say this not to demean the mother of my children, nor do I say this to appeal to sympathy, but as matter-of-factly, because I need the prayers of the saints, that God will preserve me and my children, bring conviction to their mother. Unfortunately, my wife of 10 years walked away and started an affair with another gentleman, and it started last year, and so she served me divorce papers, and we've been in courts ever since, and now, God willing, within the next 60 days, the divorce will be final, and we're going to go our separate ways. It's very hard for me because I have two beautiful angels, two gifts. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old daughter, and I love them to death. I mean, after the Lord Jesus, they're just my pride and joy. I share this, again, not to speak ill of her, because obviously she's being influenced by the evil one. Obviously the evil one managed to come in and tempt her, and she needs the prayers of God's people for her deliverance. So pray for her. Pray that God will have mercy on her. Pray that God will heal my heart so I can see her through the eyes of Jesus and forgive her and not have any anger and bitterness because it's quite easy to become bitter and angry when your family's being destroyed, when it can be avoided by the grace of God if we trust in Jesus. So pray for her. Pray for my daughters that the Lord Jesus will miraculously preserve them, fill them with love and joy, and save them from being affected by this, by the evil one. Pray for me to exemplify Jesus and glorify Jesus, and also the provision that the Lord will provide through me for my children and give me favor in the courts. Because again, the decision of the judge will impact whether I can continue ministry or I'm going to have to stop. Because again, believe believe me, brother, it is costly. You think it's just you're in and out. No, the lawyers drag it because the lawyers don't really care. It's all about money for them. May God have mercy on all of them. May the Lord grant Michelle repentance leading to life protect my children, and may the Lord draw me closer to him to become more like Jesus Christ. Now, to put that in perspective, why did I mention this very personal trial and tribulation? Number one, because I need prayers. Because apart from the grace of God's Spirit and and His people praying for me, I cannot stand. But number two, to show you the cost of witnessing to Muslims. Brother, if I tell you the horror stories that I'm hearing among men of God and women of God who are witnessing to Muslims. And I'm not saying overseas. Overseas, you have the threat of being killed. That's right. I'm talking about here in America or even in Europe. Without mentioning names, I can just tell you about one brother, a dear brother in Christ, and I cannot mention his name because I wasn't given permission. All I can tell you is that this brother is a soldier for Christ. He wrote a book against Islam. 
the moment he wrote this book, the moment he wrote this book, Satan attacked his household. His spouse fell into major depression, left him, and now she's serving him divorce papers. That's one example. I, let me give you another example of someone that was a colleague of ours, and it's public. So this one is public, I can mention. Unfortunately, we, we were partnering with a brother in Christ, and that's not what makes it unfortunate. What makes it unfortunate is what happened to this brother. There's a brother named C.L. Edwards, Chelsea Edwards. <clears throat> he converted to Islam years ago and was a Salafi Muslim for 12 years. He came out of Islam, made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ, Amen. and was on fire for the Lord. And he used to appear with David Wood and I, and I believe also with yourself on, on ABN, on Aramaic Broadcast Network, if I recall, maybe not. But he appeared with some of the big names, big apologists. He would be the host on the show. He'd interview Jay Smith and others. I just found out recently, about two months ago, C.L. Edwards has abandoned the faith and went back to becoming a Muslim. Mm. Right. And what makes that story tragic, brother? Here's what makes it uh, tragic. As a professing believer, plugged into a solid church, he met his wife, a sister in the Lord who loves Jesus Christ. Her world is now turned upside down. She's devastated because she didn't marry a Muslim. She married someone whom she thought was a devout follower of Jesus Christ. Right. And now he's trying to convert her to become a Muslimah, to follow Muhammad and his teachings. When I reached out to him, he had told me, basically, he's not interested in discussing his conversion. He doesn't want to answer questions from the apologist that he worked with, because he worked with me and David Wood and others. And he's not interested in debating why he became a Muslim and why he's now convinced Islam is true, Christianity is false. But he did <clears throat> share a Facebook message. The two reasons he gave, brother, here are the two reasons. The racial issues plaguing the church in America, what he perceived to be white Christians neglecting the plight of their black brothers and sisters. So it was a race issue, a racial issue. And the second reason, which is ironic because he's, he's been on shows where we discussed this thoroughly, the second reason is that he could not logically accept and rationalize belief in the Trinity. He could not wrap his mind around the Trinity or that, you know, Jesus is a man-god, Yep. And so those are the reasons that he gave for going back to Islam. And supposedly he's at peace. Well, we know there is no peace, especially for the wicked. Yep. And may the Spirit haunt him until he repents. And may the Lord have mercy on his wife. This is the things to expect if you're dealing with Islam. Because in my view, Islam is one of the most wicked anti-Christian systems, if not the most wicked anti-Christian system that has powerful demonic Influence. So when you go up against Islam, you're going up against very ancient and evil and wicked and unclean spirits. And you need to be bathed in prayer, covered by the blood of Jesus and sealed by the Spirit. So please, those of you listening, pray for me and my family. Pray for Al-Fadi and his family. Pray for David Wood and his family. Anyone who's on the front lines against Islam need to be covered by your prayers, covered by the blood of Jesus, sealed by the Spirit. And also pray for our financial support. Because Satan wants to take us out. If he can't do it emotionally, he'll try to do it financially. Absolutely. And this is the situation we're in, my brother. Absolutely. And if you're tuning in, this is Let Us Reason. I'm your host, Al Fadi. And with me here, my dear brother, Sam Shimon. And I asked him, uh, really, I probably put him on the spot, but I, I know about the situation he's been going through. And I wanted him to take advantage of the fact that he's here. We catered and crafted this particular episode to talk about the persecution uh, uh, in, uh, in the name of Christ, of course, and as well as to talk about his own situation. Brother, yes. uh, we have two minutes left. Yes. 
How can people reach out to you yes. and most importantly support you? Yeah, they can reach me by just emailing me at sam.shmngmail.com or sam shmn at yahoo.com. I use both emails. And you can also find me on YouTube. My YouTube channel is Shamoonian, last name Shamoon, S-H-A-M-O-U-N-I-A-N. Please subscribe, use the material, and pray by the grace of God that the judge's decision will be favorable because I want to update the website. Because of my personal struggle, I haven't been able to do new Amen. shows. Amen. And they can go to my blog, answeringislamblog.wordpress.com. Please stay in contact with me, pray for me and pray for the support and pray for miraculous protection of my daughters and God convict their mother to repent of this evil sin. Amen. And you want to know the, the fa- fabulous work I've been doing with my brother, just go to my uh, YouTube channel, Sira International, that's C as in Charlie, and take a look at the new videos that we've been releasing. It's called the Scripture Twisting 101. And Lord willing, we'll be doing more and Amen. more and more videos, not just radio. Thank you so much again for being with us. And we appreciate your prayers. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. Head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.